Today we are going to talk about our emotional wellness and our emotional health. Yes. We know that um, it's been a very weird week um, with the passing of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi Bryant. Now, it has affected the world in just a tremendous way, mm-hmm. you know. And so it just made me really think about our emotional wellness, our emotional health thing, you know, because it's like, it's just something that you would never really think about. Someone, and you don't even realize that someone um, could have such an impact on your emotions that you don't even know. You know, we all know Kobe Bryant because he's a baller, like he's dedicated, he's black excellence. He was like a hero to a lot of us in the black community, especially Mm -hmm. people who used to play basketball like us. And it's just like, it really took my emotions for a, like a, like I didn't really know how to process it, mm, and so, um, yeah. So let's just talk about like how we can make sure our emotional health and everything um, can be better. Absolutely. Yeah, but just to touch on that Kobe Bryant situation again, you pretty much said it all. It really. Just to think how someone that's so, I can't say so far away, but so distant from us, someone Mm -hmm. we've never met, can just impact not even just America, but the whole nation. Yeah. And it's just like taking the beauty out of it. it. It's just beautiful to see like the legacy a person one can leave behind through living out their full purpose. Right. Like doing something he loved and how it can just truly touch lives of thousands millions billions for all we know but i just thought that was just a beautiful thing just trying to take the positive out of it and i remember when i and just talking to my dad i remember he was after it happened it just i think it kind of made everyone in the in the nation from what i i think from speaking to all my friends and loved ones Mm -hmm. it made them really just want to reach out to their loved ones and Mm -hmm. check on them and it brought this full what felt like it was a very tragic which it it truly was an unexplainable and to this day it still don't make sense and Mm -hmm. i don't think it's necessarily meant to make sense at this point but I it, when I spoke to my dad and he was just like you know take it for the positive now people are more conscious about spending time with their families wanting to reach out to their fathers and their 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 mothers and just the people that mean the most to them and yeah. I'm just like he's like so take it as a, a good thing and how it's bringing togetherness to the world on a very um a grand level I really yeah. love that you said um this is the impact that happens when you live your life um, with with your full purpose, and you know what was really getting it. Was, I was I was really trying to see the positive into it as well because it's such a tragic thing. It's such a thing that makes you just think why, yeah. like it really you question makes, everything. You start yes. questioning everything. You just like this doesn't make any sense. This man supposed to, you know, he's about to go on to do like amazing business yes. things he's about to be a whole business black man mogul. Entrepreneur. Yes. yes and it's just like 
in our minds, we're like, no, legends aren't supposed to die like this. They're supposed to, you know, go into their well eighties and you know, you know, live their the the second half of their life. And it's just like I was also, you know, looking at the positives as well. Like, you know, it's just a reminder for us to live out our purpose and to you know spend time with our our family. And it did make me reach out to my dad and my brother. You know, really checking in on those black men because they have a really like a huge influence on them, especially. Um, But it's very it's very emotional. And what I'm saying, I was trying to look at the positives, but I also felt bad for looking at the positives too because it's such a tragic experience. And I just think about his family and how do they get through that? How you know, all we could do is like send our prayers Mm -hmm. and and you know. But what did make me think, like, this man, like, you see every picture, you see all these interviews, you see all these different clips of his life, and you realize he left, he lived a full life that was full of love and, like, full of experiences most people in this world would never even have the opportunity to, to live. Like, he's literally a legend, and it's just, like, it's, it's so many emotions around it. Absolutely. And I and that's the exact same way I was looking at it. And I still, when I I, I had to really just get off of social media because Triggering. even to this day, till right now, is is so emotional because, like you said, I think about his family, mm-hmm. think about his his. It, oh, I don't even want to get deep because then I'm gonna get emotional. But yeah. you know, you just think about every aspect: the wife, the the sisters that are left behind, the and, other family. Yes, yeah. exactly. The team, like us being basketball players, imagine it like one of that, that something yeah. like that happening to one of our teammates. These are essentially like your sisters, right? And it's just like so many different aspects and so many different layers. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to take the situation from what it is. Take that time to grieve if yeah. you know that truly resonate. I mean, if that truly is something that you're feeling and experiencing, and like you said, for the men in your life, because. Uh, Jarvis, that was his favorite basketball player. Mm-hmm. And he is to this day, like, I'm still not at peace with that. I don't understand. And it it just, it's, I can't rest with that because I don't understand. And how could that happen to him? He just retired, you know. So, so many unanswered questions and so many things that you just can't connect the dots to. And just really being there for the people or that being there for the people that this is truly, you know, affecting like that. And sometimes, I don't know, it's just like, I, we don't have all the answers. We're not God. We don't have the answer. And it just gives you like a sense of like, you know, just a sense of humanness. Like, what? like you just, everything starts to not matter at the same time. Like, you really when stuff like this happens you start to think what really matters and and you know that's your family you know that's your friends it's people and so you just take this time to really take the rest of your life to cherish the people around you and and i think it's just really it's really triggering because you start thinking about your your family members Mm -hmm. and how you just want to make sure that they're okay always you know you know you really do you just like and it could bring even a sense of like worry across you and i know for me at least it, it, it for a second it brought a sense of worry mm-hmm. i'm like you know i don't want to talk anything into existence but 
you know, when that that those thoughts come up, we really do have to like just pray mm. and move on because I don't want to live my life worrying. Mm-mm. I just want to cherish every day. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I just been going through like a lot of different emotions, and I'm just like, I don't know. But you know, but you know what? This just made me think about mm-hmm. which I didn't think about before. But all of this with that has gone on with Kobe. The thing that people are now more aware of is the Mamba mentality. Yeah, and it's so good that we're talking about emotional wellness and yeah. emotional health because. It really is the Mamba mentality. Yeah. He um, posted a picture of their um, one of his girls' teams, and they got a fourth place. He called them winners, but uh, they got fourth place. And he, you know, they were sad. Obviously, in this picture, their faces like they're all sad as hell. <laughs> like you so could tell sad. him grinning, like, "Nah, we just want to win. Like, nah, we winning. Winning is it." But he was just like, this is a picture of um, six of the kids in a picture stayed with me and worked every single day to get better and continue to work to this day. The seventh player uh, missed the game because she was at a dance recital. Mm-hmm. So he's like, obviously, that's where her head was at. Mm-hmm. She wasn't even there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he was just like, everyone on the team folded and player who's the family moved on okay okay the beauty of coaching is growing the players from the ground up that journey continues so basically it was just beautiful seeing how he was just like let's use this fourth place winner trophy put it on your um count on your dresser and look at it every day and let that be the motivation for you to get better to do better to work hard at it every day Mm. and it's like even though we have all these emotions about his passing it's like you still have to ask yourself, like, okay, what would Kobe do? Mm-hmm. Like, you might not feel like going to the gym, but it's like, what would Kobe do? Mm-hmm. He gonna get up. And He's go. excellent in everything, and he not just gonna get up and go. Girl, he gonna go in the morning. It was like I saw the funniest tweet. They was like, he gonna go in the morning. He gonna go during his uh, hour lunch, and he gonna go after work. Real talk. Real talk. No. And it's like we have to learn how to take our emotions. And yes, you know, sit with them, realize and reflect on mm-hmm. it, but then use that as energy, as motivation for something, you mm-hmm. know, powerful. Yes. Right. No, definitely. I, he I literally maximized his entire exactly. life Girl. with getting exactly what he he wanted to work hard for. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because that does bring up a really good point. And with within our emotions, I was talking to my mom today kind of like switching gears, but I was talking to my mom this morning because, you know, she's been coming to me with, like, some emotional things, and, you know, sometimes I don't know what to tell my own mom, you know, I'm like, sometimes I just listen because I'm just like, and I have to think about it because I want to make sure that I'm just there for the right reason, I'm just saying the right thing, so, you know, she was telling me this thing, and I'll, the next morning, because I didn't want her to think I wasn't, like, wasn't trying to communicate. I just couldn't comprehend a good answer, a good right. advice, like a good response. But this morning I wanted to let her know that she is just valuable. I just want her to know her worth and things of that nature. And um, and what she reminded me of, what I, I ended up getting taught was, you know, to like, yes, I might be feeling this way, but emotions are natural. Yeah. And um, 
And with that, all of, we said this in prior podcasts, emotions um, are there for a reason. It's there to tell us something that's going on. It's, mm, tell us, yeah. it's there to tell us when something's not right. It's there to tell us when something is right. And I think that through every emotion, there's a lesson. Yeah. And though this, you know, death just doesn't make sense. But all we know for sure is that we all come in and we all leave. That's yeah. what we know for sure. And even though this doesn't make sense to us, and I was trying to make sense of it, but at the end of the day, we can't. We just have to learn from the different things that happen in life and with our emotions. Mm-hmm. And um, what I'm learning is when I first heard of, when I first heard of the news of Kobe, I told y'all this. Like, I didn't even. My mom was right there. We were at the park, and I didn't say nothing. I was just trying to act like nothing happened. Uh, let me go on with my day. This can't be real, you know. Mm-hmm. And then y'all text me. I'm like, okay, I guess I got to confront this. But I still mm-hmm. didn't tell my mom. And, you know, she ended up leaving the park. And I ended up staying there, reading my book and stuff. And then came back to reality, called my mom, called my brother, called my dad. And then I realized, like, I really be avoiding hurt. Like, I really be avoiding pain. And I've seen this mm-hmm. in different relationships and just different, even me not watching the news and stuff like that. And I'm wondering... When she said emotions are natural, mm. it just made me think like, what? Why are you running away from these, this, these, these pains, mm. this emotion that is natural to all of us living? Mm. Yeah. And I don't know. What do y'all think about that? I'm just like, you just said it yourself. Emotions are lessons, right? Mm. I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't want to learn the lessons oh. from the hurt. Like that's the, you, you want to be happy, you want to be joyful, you want to be you want to be all that, but you don't you want to run from hurt. Mm. I think you So you going to be like that. You going to be like now. So you going to I you talking to me. Girl, yes, you hit the spot on. You hit the spot on. And that's and I think we all tend to do that because think about it. We always talk about either you can choose from fear or choose from love, Mm -hmm. choose from this emotion and that emotion. And we kind of ascribe to the fear-based emotions as a bad thing. But I truly believe that life is the life of polarity. You you can't have one without the other. Even for you to appreciate the love, sometimes you got to go through the pain to really understand the value and the true meaning of the love. And so with knowing that life is a, a life of highs, low, and you're going to go through ups and downs and things of that nature, whenever you do find yourself experiencing that, that, that emotion that don't feel all that good, mm-hmm. instead of like us not trying to, you know, trying to suppress it or trying to avoid it, which I like that to tend to do, is. it's like, we got to see, like you just said, what is it trying to teach us? And even more so, how... It, it, even more so, emotions are, I want to say, our our natural defense mechanism, in a sense. Because, like, they can really, truly protect us. Imagine if you feel in this emotion of fear, but you're trying to suppress it, and that's, like, the, the emotion <laughs> right, that can save your life, that can literally, because, yeah. like, I think we have these emotions for that's a reason. And, like, God didn't put it there by, like, a mistake. It's not a mistake that you feel like a sad emotion or a fearful emotion or, you know, one of the ones that we call a negative emotion, they could be there to really help you 
like stay away from or avoid certain people or places or things exactly. or any kind of thing like that or like teach you things about lessons about yourself so that you can eventually grow and move past it and I think about myself like when I was growing up because I felt like I grew up not in tune with my emotions mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I grew up more so in tune with other people's emotions I was mm-hmm. kind of taught to suppress what you feel but just to make sure every for the betterment of everyone else so if this gonna make your your aunt sad but it makes you or, or make you happy don't do what make you happy just to make that person happy or if this is gonna mm-hmm. be displeasing to such and such you know you don't want to act on that emotion mm-hmm. or that that you know how you genuinely mm-hmm. feel so mm-hmm. i got really really out of touch with my emotional well-being and even how to acknowledge my emotions for a while. And then I found myself carrying that over in my relationship. And it, it was to the point where, you know, in the beginning stages of the relationship, I was doing, you know, feeding your emotion, filling up your emotional love tank. But then I had to draw myself back and like the best emotional well-being, the best emotional state I could be in is feeding my own emotions, loving myself and making sure I'm full because then, you know, like attracts like. You're going to be more that much more drawn to me if you know that I'm emotionally fed, I'm emotionally well, I'm emotionally good. And so, but it really took the time of like me having to really go through the painful emotions and, and being okay with them. They're not bad. But really just, you know, experiencing them and feeling the emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Oprah calls that the disease to please. And Mm. (laughs) us as women, we just do. We want to please everybody and make sure everyone else around us is happy. And so we try to suppress our own emotion just to Mm -hmm. make sure everybody else is, you know, good. But same, I've definitely had to learn how to be more assertive. Oh, yeah. I do think about that, too, literally about the emotions of like when we make before we make an action we think about how it's gonna affect everyone else and even like even like to even like like a like a maybe a week ago um a week ago um this other department was filling out like a scholarship to go to california to Mm -hmm. do like um to go to this HIV conference, right? Okay. And I'm like, why don't we know about that? I want to go to California, you know? Yeah. And then one of my coworkers was like, it's not about you. And it really affected me. I'm like, oh my God, am I being selfish? Like, I want to go to California. And I really was like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to, you know, I was like, I could feel the scholarship out in one day. He's like, what you mean? Like, and so, but when he said it's not about you, I really didn't do the scholarship. And I was yeah. like, because I was thinking, you know, dang, what if one of these people don't get the scholarship? Or, you know, or like, you know, maybe, maybe I am being selfish. I just want to go to California to really just look around. You know what I'm saying? But then I was like, wow. thinking to myself, honestly. So what? You know, so <laughs> what? Like, why did I allow this person? And, you know, this is my friend. And he didn't mean no harm or anything like mm-hmm. that. But it's just like, why did I put that? this false narrative or emotions Mm. over my own. And it's just like, I think as women, a lot of times we try not to be selfish. We try not to be too abrasive as a woman. But at the end of the day, is anybody even looking out for (laughs) what you want? I mean, I feel like people are, but you know, 
do some of the people mm-hmm. in my job probably ain't looking out for the best <laughs> for me, true. you know? So it's just like, Ooh. yeah, we have to take that into consideration as well because mm-hmm. sometimes we'll, we'll shrink ourselves to make sure other people don't feel feel bad. And it, this even goes back to like, you know, discrepancies that happens in, in my office. You know, I didn't want to get no one in trouble. I didn't want to, to make anybody feel like I was telling on them or something mm. like that, but that shrinks you. And it wasn't until I told my truth mm. that I was like, wow, I feel better that I just literally told the truth. Yeah. I was so worried about hurting everybody else. Right. I was still hurting myself. Mm. Yeah. And so it's just like, um, we do have to put ourselves first. We really mm-hmm. do. And that's not, not, not to say putting yourself first is also putting others first because you're able to present your best self For because sure. yes. when you're in a constantly putting um you know looking out for everybody's emotions one day you're gonna blow up you're not you're not gonna be happy you mad at them because they got everything they emotions all filled up but you over here looking at you like look at them like why you leave me drained girl yeah and that just makes me think like because you know like you said you're everyone else around you they they're only giving you their advice from it's not even from a bad place, it's but not. from their own experience. Mm-hmm. And so most times, they're, most times, and sometimes it can't align with your experience, but sometimes it just don't genuinely sit right with your emotions mm-hmm. in some cases. In this case, like you said, used with the um, California. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, that would have made your emotional feel, look, mm-hmm. your tank feel full. Like, you like, I feel, but like, they're just telling you something from where, a place where they perceive is the right thing mm-hmm. to do. And, and everybody have their own idea. So the right thing for me is to go to California. But the right thing for you is to save an opportunity for someone else <laughs> right. that could possibly want to go. But yeah. you're not stopping anyone from going. Everyone still has the fair, same, equal opportunity right. to win the scholarship, whether you apply or don't apply. But people sometimes infringe their emotions mm-hmm. or their their thought, their thinking process on to us and project it on us and you know, and it, it can just lead to a catalyst of things in the end, in the long run, of an outcome that you don't really agree with. Mm-hmm. And so it, it makes me think about at school. Um, so I have been, you know, I'm a teacher, and so I have been going through, you know, discipline my classes. I have this one class, <laughs> seven-period class, and I had just been going through an emotional roller coaster with myself, like, Okay, how can I get my cl- this class in order and alignment? So, you know, since 2020 has started, I, I'm just so thankful and grateful that I've really just been on my stuff far as being more organized, coming to work and like, you know, making sure my board is written out, making sure it's just the little things that it can really just, if, you know, if chaos happened, you could just let go on the back burner, like yeah. making sure my desk is organized, just making sure the papers, making sure, you know, you have systems in place. And so, you know, I was like hesitant to keep like how do I want to put this hesitant to to be the mean teacher so to speak Mm. that mean teacher and I'm like you know how's this gonna make them feel I remember when I was in high school I couldn't stand the mean teacher you know all these things like and then I had to think to myself whoa whoa, wait and what really made me say this is when I was scrolling on Instagram and I had ran into Super Carol's video Mm. and how he was saying like the importance of correction (laughs) and how correction is not necessarily a bad thing and so you it's a fine line between you know 
I don't know the word, like harping and, and you know, coming from a negative place, like really being uh, uh, where it's ill-intentioned yeah. versus where I'm telling you this because I care about y'all. And if y'all don't get y'all get on y'all act, then, you know, this can lead to a lead to a lot of other, you know, missed opportunities in life and just a lot of negative habits forming and just so I'm like, I'm correcting y'all because I love y'all, because I care about y'all. The mm-hmm. moment that I stop correcting y'all and the moment that you see Miss Charles get up here and just be like, hey, do now on the board and I just go sit at my desk and, and be on emails all day, then that's when you really have to, you have something to be worried about. But the moment yeah, I'm good. constantly, you know, threatening to write you up, threatening to call your mama, threatening to do like really like promising you to get off your phone or or, or else, you know, the moment I'm constantly doing that, I had to really, because, you know, I get the tools, I get the attitudes from them. They looking at me sideways when I tell them to constantly put their phone away. I know you want to be on our phone. I'm like, don't even put it out. Don't even have it in your pocket because I know me. If I feel it vibrate, I just got to see who texts me. So, like, don't mm-hmm. even have your phone on you. And so I was looking at it from, like, okay, how are they emotionally feeling? They're constantly angry because I'm telling them this all class. But then I had to think to myself, I had to take myself out of that, like, even worrying about what y'all think is mm. because it don't even have nothing to do. It has a lot to do with you, but the the action that I'm taking don't have anything to do with you being angry because I'm yeah, making these I'm corrections. Trying to make them angry. Exactly. I don't. I'm not. That's not my intention to mm-hmm. make you angry. If you see it like that, that's on you. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I know the end goal that I want for y'all is I want y'all not to have to be in biology class again. I want y'all asses to pass this state test that you have to take. I don't want you to be in here two times, three times, taking it all four years of college. I, I mean, of high school, I know the end game I want for you. And I know if we don't put these certain actions in place, you're not going to be successful. It's just, it's no way possible. Yeah. And so I literally had to get out of my own emotions. Like, cause I was like, okay, they're going to think this, they're going to think that, or I, it's like, uh-uh, none of that even matters. Yeah. All it matters is what's best for the overall well-being of the success for you, for you and your future. And yeah. so, like, trying to stay emotionally balanced, I was just like, I'm, I'm figuring this out. I'm figuring this thing out. And, it, and that just goes with relationships. Sometimes we stop ourselves from saying certain things, setting certain boundaries. Set, and, and that's really what it is, implementing those boundaries to maintain a emotional, healthy well-being. And then I notice at the end of the day, I'm nowhere near as stressed as I once was. Right. I'm not as feeling. all that toxicity in for Yes. Reason. So it's just like when you put these certain things in place, it has nothing to do with, you know, the, the other person thinking, you know, this thing or that thing about you. It's just more so thinking about what's the overall betterment of the outcome that we want to achieve. Yeah. And I think it goes back to what you were saying. Now, I, now, once you said that, I know why Oprah said this, the disease to mm. please, because that is a yes. disease. And it goes back to a conversation that we had offline a while ago when we were talking about relationships. And, you know, how it goes, I think it, the, it happens a lot with women. We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Mm. We don't want to, we're scared to lose a person by voicing our truth. Mm. But the truth, like you said, is going to help them graduate, go past biology. You're doing a disservice if you don't. Exactly. And, you know, I've told y'all this. Like, I've not spoken up in relationships because, oh, I didn't want to make them feel bad. I was like, 
And I wasn't really scared to lose them at the time, but you know, I was like, dang, I don't want this person to feel less as a man, you know? Mm, yeah. But, um, but and honestly, I was doing them a disservice because I wasn't telling them the truth so they could maximize their life. And so, you know, we can't, it's a disease to please because you're having a scarce mentality. If huh. I tell them that, oh my God, they're not going to like me. If I tell them yeah. that they're going to, I'm going to lose them. But really it's just like, no, if I tell them the truth, they're going to get better. And mm, it, whether they exactly. like me or not, it has nothing to do with me no longer because I'm just putting my best foot forward. But like we were saying earlier, when we were talking about Kobe and being on social media, uh, it's very triggering to constantly see that. It just brings you right back to that emotional mm. state. And so, um, I'm, you know, it's hard to stay off of social media. Like, damn, you, it like, is. trying to stay off, but you not staying off. You, like, right back on. You'll be here watching interviews. and uh, Girl, before you know girl, it, you done went through t- a spiral of this hashtag, this person page. I'm on the cousin page. I don't even <laughs> yeah. know how I end up on the teammate page. I'm exactly. like, but it just makes you think about triggers in life in general because yeah. there's other things that trigger us all the time. So I looked up, like, um, how to deal with triggers because there's a, a lot of things that, you know, I don't want to say a lot of things, but there's a few things that trigger me every now and then. So um, I can go into to that um, on how to handle triggers. And I got this from Psychology Today. So... Um, if you're triggered in anything, the first step is to be aware of what your emotional triggers are. So it was saying, um, get a journal. So all y'all soulmates, get a journal out and write down um, three of your top triggers. Um, And I could just, y'all could think about y'all's right now and I could say some of mine um, while y'all are thinking this, but I wrote down people telling me what to do (laughs) when I already know. What I, you know, I hate when someone tells me, wash the dishes. And I'm like, about to wash the dishes. I'm so mad at that for some reason. Like, or you do this social media post. Like, man, I'm already done doing it, you know. And so I don't know why that bothers me. Another thing that really triggers me is negative talk. And I know this is not a bad trigger, but even like getting older, um, like, I don't like when mom, my mom says something that is like very generalization of men. Mm. Like, um, so she starts changing her general. She's like, no, men in my day, you know, she was like, these men don't, da, 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 these men not. But for me, it's really triggering because, you know, I'm still, you know, um, a hopeful romantic. I want to fall in love yeah, and be married yeah. forever. And so very triggering me because I'm not in a relationship Hmm. yet and I'm getting older and you know I want a family and to be married and stuff like that and so negative talk like that really triggers me there and then Mm -hmm. um, seeing sad news and stories like I really can't watch the news Mm -hmm. I don't like when people tell me um, about people's deaths or something tragic that happens it just makes me really 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 sad hmm. and um, I really do internalize it and so that's the first step so soulmates write down your three top <laughs> triggers <laughs> yes. um, so it, did y'all think of any triggers that y'all I mean, deal with one of them from this whole situation was the whole dynamics of their relationship like the whole daddy daughter mm-hmm. dynamic that was one that i was like you know and i love my stepdad he's amazing yeah. but even still i you know i just look at kobe and Gigi and their bond and it's just Aww. like 
dang. Right. Like, I want that. I want that for myself. I want that for my future daughter and husband, you know, and that yes. is something that triggers me when I do see that out and about and even mm. when I saw it in them. Mm. That's um, real. Yeah. One of my triggers um, is, I guess it would be lack of compassion or Insensitive, insensitive. In, why can't I say the word? Insensitive, insensitive insensitivity. Mm-hmm. And um, what I mean by that is, like, for instance, if because I'm, I like to go the extra mile for my loved ones, mm-hmm. and like people that just, I don't know if it's even intentionally, but it seems like it's intentional. Like people that can just intentionally degrade other people or intentionally just have a lack of compassion for them like and when i say that being very understand un- understanding and for example like if you know i work 10 hours a day all day mm-hmm. long and like you just still have no regards for you know, this person, maybe this is the reason why this person couldn't, you know, do X, Y, Z, couldn't ha- be, have, I don't know, like, it's just that lack of understanding and being selfish mm-hmm. to the point where you don't think about what that person has going on in their world as to why they may not be meeting the needs that you possibly may want. Right. And I think y'all know where that's coming from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's definitely, that's real, yeah. That's that's definitely real. And, you know, I will say something, like, on that. It's just, like, I've been that person to not be thoughtful. Mm. Um, And sometimes it just takes a second to realize that you haven't been, um, you've been thinking about yourself and you you don't really see it until later. Um, But, you know, you know, I think it is important to, like, communicate that. But yeah, my yeah. past relationship, I was like, damn, I was really not as thoughtful as I thought I was. Could be, yeah. yeah. I'm like, damn, that's real. Um, but the next one is to track the triggers, the track the origin of your trigger. So think mm. back to why seeing, you know, uh, daddy and daughter relationships trigger you. Why does a lack of um, thoughtfulness trigger you? Why does um men bashing trigger you mm. and uh, whatever your 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 triggers are think about back to the origin of that trigger um, mm. and for me I just you know I'm just going back off of like the relationship thing you know my my parents got divorced you know I, most people's parents get divorced but like my whole entire family <laughs> really got divorced like every yeah. single person on my um on my mom's side I'm have got divorced so it's something very scary for me and when I just want love to be forever and so I just don't want to take on their realities into my own um and you know that's very surface I know people have way deeper things but that is a trigger for me no yeah no that's I feel the same yeah definitely so just think about um the origin of your trigger and then this is my favorite part reprogram your negative belief Mm. um start with the least triggered thing that you wrote and then it says reprogram it with compassion Mm. so basically like you know tiff you are gonna fall in love you 
are going to be married and you're going to be married for a long time. Um, these crushes are broken. Yes. You're jazzed. You're going to have a great relationship with your father. You're going to, your your future husband's going to have a great relationship with your daughter and, and your other kids. Y'all are going to be able to succeed, you know, you know, um, so and so is going to understand uh, that they need to be more thoughtful. Y'all are going to communicate. Y'all are going to be over this hump. Right. And so, um, and, and also realize like um, some of our beliefs are just not even real. Like for for me, example, I'm not even married yet and I'm scared of divorce, right? Yeah. You know, you're not like, you're, you haven't have a child yet, but you're scared of the relationship between um, your husband and that child, you know? Yeah. So realize like this is not an actual reality. It's something that's made up in our head. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then say what you want. Like, I will find love. I will have a good relationship and things of that nature. So substitute that negative belief for the positive belief. Yeah. And then it goes in. And we, you know, we do this all the time with other things. Yeah. Act as if it is already happening. So, you know, someone say you ain't never going to get married. Or somebody started talking negatively. You just say, no, you know, I'm, I'm going to get married. I'm going to fall in love one day. I'm not tripping. You know, mm-hmm. um, and even though you might not believe it, like Jazz says all the time, still mm-hmm. say it because you'll trick your mind into actually believing it in it. And then the last thing was working and talking to your friends, talking to your family, the people that could actually support you in a positively positive way mm-hmm. or a therapist or like a religious leader, whatever. It's someone to help you navigate through this um, triggering process. So the more you start doing these things and talking about it, you won't be triggered as much. Yes. And um, I was reading different articles as well. It's just like recognizing when you're triggered and then like sitting with that trigger and then doing those things. So like really like reprogram and it'll get better and better over time. So it won't be a trigger anymore. So that was from psychologytoday.com. And so, you know, I just think tr- triggers are just so real. And it's like no one likes to be triggered because it's like you can be having one moment. Somebody say something, you're like, whole mood change you like Ooh. oh you're about to cry like why are you about to cry <laughs> but Girl. yeah and yes. you know um, triggers are emotions and that's something like we said we have to learn our lessons from and like those are the ones that we really need to pay attention to yes and that just makes me think like how you said that's what we really need to pay attention to and it makes me think about how we often talk about you know when they were saying how to change the triggers into creating pretty much the situation you want. Mm -hmm. And so um, act as if it's so, and what else they were saying, Uh, speak these things out. Like, you know, we kind of already talk about Mm -hmm. all the time, but then it makes me think about how we really have to focus in on how we're feeling. Because if we are not tapped in and in tune with how we're feeling, Sometimes we'll let these triggers just go right over us mm-hmm. and they'll become rooted in us and turn into these these trapped emotions is what they call it. And in this one book I was reading, and I think the name of the book is called Trapped Emotions. And what trapped emotions is pretty much what it basically is, is it could be on a, a small, minute level, say you were always... Um, talked about as a child or bullied by your older sister and they always called you ugly and made you feel insecure Mm -hmm. and these emotions will begin begin to get very trapped inside of you and it's almost so like think about something that's trapped 
And then you bury that thing that's trapped by suppressing it. You will forget eventually that it's there. And then later on in life, you'll be walking around maneuvering through life and you won't even realize why you have certain insecurities or you feel sad when certain things happen or don't go your way or you you experience things like excessive doubt or and, and not feeling like you can actually even achieve that thing or that's way out of your league or are you crazy for even thinking something like that like because maybe as a child you were always told like your head was in the clouds for thinking something this grandiose thing or you know and just like being aware when those triggers come and be like okay why do i feel that thing why do i feel that emotion be, like what what did that even like you said when um go back to the origin mm-hmm. of that that thing that emotion and really try to release that you like literally have to physically release if it's betrayal if it's abandonment if it's depression if it's doubt anxiety whatever it is you literally have to release that emotion and release it from your soul release it from your spirit release it from your mind release it from your emotional state because the cool thing about emotions and um emotions i know we always talk about how powerful thoughts are but you know there's um universal law and in universal law there are things that supersede thought like you have the speed of of light and then what's fat no you have the speed of sound and i may be saying these two backwards but you have i think the speed of sound and what's faster than the speed of sound is the speed of light and what's faster than the speed of light is the speed of thought and what's faster than the speed of thought is the speed of feeling and where do you get feelings feelings are your emotions you can tell yourself a thought but not truly feel that thought but you can't fake a feeling you actually have to experience that feeling so like really being in tune with how you are feeling right now i know like we always try to do we try to suppress the bad thoughts or suppress the bad feelings or try to avoid them but you you can't deny how you truly feel and even when you walk in a room you could feel the energy that the that you real. can't fake it, or if you interacting with someone and they just know you down, like what's wrong with you? And you just keep saying nothing wrong, nothing wrong. But they can feel you and sense, girl, you crying right, but you talking about ain't nothing wrong. So like, ain't nothing. Or you be like, ain't nothing wrong, right? And, and ooh, <laughs> I love that you said that. Like people, people often negate the fact that when we think about emotions, we always think about sadness, think about downness. But we often negate the fact that anger is an emotion. Like men always talk about women, y'all emotional, y'all emotional, y'all emotional. Just because we tend to cry and use our emotions with more of the sad emotions. But men that are overly angry, those two are emotions that need to be dealt with. Maybe you're not expressing your emotions through crying, but you short-tempered, temperamental, everything like you flop the handle really quickly. Like yeah, these so. are emotions that need to be dealt with. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they because we we forget that anger, anger. that's some an emotion yeah. too. So you are men, y'all are just as emotional as women because y'all most you know times you are so right. Like like so they right. think well most people think that emotions is just <laughs> with, right like am i talking to y'all so no. but like no but most people think that emotions is ascribed to sadness and yeah. crying and angry i mean not angry but like like anger yeah. and yeah. i mean not well i keep saying anger well, i mean say sadness no but yeah and so it's like we really 
have to be in tune with our emotions, not just for yeah. ourselves, but being in tune with the people, emotions around you. Like when people are coming to you and bringing you these certain emotions, you want to have clear vision and clear discernment to really see the emotions that are being brought to you because we are emotional beings mm-hmm. and we pick up on emotion emotions and we sometimes emotional dump and we get emotions dumped onto us and so we have to learn how to really really tap in to our emotions and really just try to heal from those trapped emotions more than anything because those emotions will keep on coming and not saying ignore the emotions and not even acknowledge them as bad but really be be in tune with them more than anything more than anything yeah. yeah, and I'm glad you said that about the trapped emotions because it just makes me think about it's really you're normalizing the toxic emotion, mm. you know, and sometimes we normalize <clears throat> it so much that we don't even realize that it's there because mm. it's trapped. And I say that because like I even a few two of my family members, you know, they grew up together and. I think it's crazy because like a lot of these emotions do come from other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they're putting their emotions on you, mm-hmm. um, they're putting their anger on you because they feel bad about themselves. So they they're speaking negatively about you. But um, if you're not able to feel that emotion, to to think about its origin, to reprogram that emotion. Mm-hmm then it's just going to become normal to you. It's going to be a trap emotion and it's going to lead to toxic behavior within yourself. Yes. What I'm saying from that, it, it breeds insecurity in some people. Yes. Uh, there was two people in my, um, there are two people in my family. They grew up together and one of them was constantly putting down the other person. Like you're ugly, you're this, you're that every single day. Cause they grew up together. They're very close. Mind you, the one that's being put down is the most beautiful hmm. woman. Like, honestly, like if I showed y'all a picture of her, like in her younger days, and even today, like drop dead gorgeous, hmm. but she wasn't even able to exp- even feel that way. The wow. way that everybody else saw her, she went through her, her life hmm. thinking that she wasn't good enough, that she wasn't worthy, that she wasn't beautiful because she, in the back of her mind, her trapped emotions, she was insecure because all she called her whole life was ugly, not realizing that she was taking on the emotions and the insecurities of someone else because she never was able or learned to identify, you know, the triggers to go to the origin, to to reprogram the beliefs that are most of the time not even true. And so even I want to go back to like when you are listening to these, when these things are triggering you, these emotions are coming to your mind, these thoughts these feelings are coming to your mind. Mm. Ask yourself, is this even true? Like yeah. most of these things aren't even true. You are worthy to be loved. Like, mm. you know, sure this thing might have had happened to you, but that has nothing to do with who I am, what I'm worth, my mm. value. That has nothing to do with your circumstances does not define your your mm. value in life. And so you have to realize like, is this true what this person said about me? And mm. most of the time, it's not. <laughs> it's not what they is what they're going through, and so I like that you said don't let the emotions stay trapped. Really tap in, like you're saying, be in tune to these emotions, 
so you could get through and keep it pushing and, and that's what a lot of people are saying I, I know i keep on bringing up kobe bryant but i'm just feeling like we're learning so much from his yes. passing because it's like what do you do now you know you kind of want to stop life for a second because kobe bryant has passed our hero you want to you want to honor him you know you want to feel but he would want us like you were saying to keep going mm. to keep being excellent he would want us to just keep living out our full mm. purpose like he did um yes. so it's like we have to keep it pushing through these emotions but also meanwhile navigating the emotions in a healthy way in a healthy way and um i did want to talk about like uh, at church they were talking about being healthy spiritually nutritiously physically and emotionally and uh, the reason why i want to bring that up because i always got the spiritual and the emotional mixed up together mm. um and what the pastor was like joel olstein's um brother uh he's like a doctor and so <laughs> he was just talking about the emotional side of being healthy and he was giving a few tips and i'll share them with you he was just basically saying like when you're feeling emotionally drained think about the people that you're around who who's um dumping so much emotions on you that mm. you, you they're sucking too much of your your emotions you know right, it's right, putting right. too much on you and distancing your people from those people who are like negative self-talk and just being aware of who brings your vibrations up and who brings yeah. your vibrations down and, and adjust accordingly and that doesn't mean cut people off that means loving them for a distance or doing whatever you have to do to make sure that you're emotionally healthy um he also talked about the scripture a lot of y'all help me out with this like lying by a green pasture and by the still waters or something oh, like that uh, yeah and he was just saying that's a way about um restoring your emotions mm. you're uh restoring your emotional health so basically what is your green pasture what is your still waters what makes mm. you calm again uh, identify that you know for me it's going to the park going to herman park and just walking or sitting down or reading a book mm. what what is your green pasture is it playing basketball is it swimming is it dancing is it curling up with the book watching netflix what is your green pasture that mm. could um um fill up your emotions like <clears throat> emotional health and wealth um and so you know we have to really be aware of our emotions because also you know everything that we're talking about spiritual nutrition physical it all interacts with each other and you you start to feel like today or yesterday I was driving, I was feeling really tensed up right here in my chest. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, I don't know what's going on. And I realized that my heart was hurting. Like my heart was hurting because of the stuff that's going on in the world and it was stressing me out. And so we have to be cognizant of our emotions because it, it does have an effect on our physical body, our, our, our health health, you know? And so, you know, just meditating and praying and praising the Lord, things of that nature can help with our actual body. You know, yes. we start feeling pain from the hurt. Mm. And so it's just like, you know, just taking out the time to really take care of yourself. Yes. I love that you said that because for me, that that's just lately, just being completely honest and transparent, that's been one of the most difficult things. And I love how you said that. He said, find out, like they say in Psalms 23, um, what is your green pasture? What is your still water? Because lately, y'all know I've been, you know, doing the things for the house, just mm -hmm. doing things for soul feeling, doing things for jo my job and taking on new roles and, 
just having these deadlines and I am not liking this whatsoever, but, you know, um, and then, you know, balancing my 200 students and, you know, being a, a new mom, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I didn't have a real child yet. Well, I can't say a real child. I haven't had children of my own yet, yeah. but I still feel like I have a child of my own because I just want to make her life the best life that is, it can possibly be while I'm a part of it. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's just, just balancing and trying to fit your own idea of what makes you happy in the midst of, you know, trying to be there for the people that you love has been very challenging to trying to find the balance. And what I have found myself doing, I have found myself, um, I have found myself fitting into what makes everyone else's pastures green and make Mm. everyone else's water still Mm. instead of making my own pasture green. Like I'm over here watering your grass meanwhile my grass dying. Mm -hmm. I'm over here Mm. (laughs) I'm over here, you know, chilling in your making, you know, making sure your waters are still. But and this is just go to my students for my child, my my boyfriend, my, you know, my everybody, my my mom and like just making sure she's good and just like but I really, really realized that I have to really pour into my own emotional tank. And until I started doing that as of very, very recently, I was feeling so drained. Like, I mean, tired to the point to where I want to go to sleep at six o'clock every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like having no energy or no desire to want to do anything outside of my normal routine of life. And then I'm like, you know, when you get on autopilot and you feel this just becomes the norm, mm-hmm. you don't even realize that you're doing this. And you don't even realize, I didn't even realize that I was doing this. I didn't even realize that I was, you know, being, I was depleting myself. And it wasn't, you know, anyone was making me do these things. No one was forcing me to do. I was just thinking, like, this is the right thing to do. And, you know, I guess the disease of people pleasing. That's just <laughs> yeah, what I I lived under. Mm. under, And I definitely, going back to the origin, that's just how I was brought up. That's how I was mm. raised. So I really have to be very conscious and cautious when I am just operating in my daily relationships with the people I love. Because if I'm not careful... I can allow, and I don't even say allow them to drain myself. I can voluntarily drain myself. Mm, that's what I'm saying. Giving away your power. <laughs> mm, Yo, girl. This shit, TD Jakes. Oh, is the man. And that's, I'm sorry that you said that. Come you on, just reminded me of something that I wanted to spiral in there. And it so speaking, we just all listened to the Model Homes sermon by Bishop TD Jakes. And in that sermon, I love how he just said this. Anyone remember his wife's name? I don't remember his wife's name. Serena? Yeah, it starts with the S. Well, he was saying that, like, how his wife and him, him and his wife, they're two different people. And, like, if you take a walk in his wife's journey, like, she likes, you know, her zen. She likes to be peaceful. She's an introvert. She likes to charge by being alone in her own space. Him, on the other hand, he likes, you know, have his hip hop going, boom, to the, boom, to the, boom, to the, boom. like, you know, yeah. turned up, you know, just an outgoing personality, a bubbly person. He just loves yeah. being around people, and that just fuels his fire. But he was like, if he's not careful, or if his wife is not careful, then they can get lost in one another's own worlds, right. so to speak. And so he was saying, be very, you know, 
aware in a relationship that you don't want to go and change to try to live in their world so if you know how do a bird and a fish you know coincide and coexist in in their own world you can't take a bird and and go make it live in the ocean and you don't want to tell a fish to go try to fly in the sky but he's saying what you can do if two opposites are ever found in a relationship together you should go and visit their world and visit keyword visit and you should go visit but you shouldn't live there because you could eventually lose yourself there and so to speak or and so he he said it so beautifully and i'm just like wow you have to actually take that 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 step to visit and he was saying this with their with the children he's like i thought you gotta wrap it up because my shit about to die too okay oh good that thing on seven percent i know okay real quick i hope it doesn't and so he said that um you know he thought for his children his relationship with his children was i should just walk around the house and say hey y'all good and that was me (laughs) that was me checking in on them he's like but i noticed as the older i got i mean the older my children got it really meant more to them for me to go into their world and visit them and meet them where they were, go in their room and talk to them, go take time out of my day and be present with them. And so you could be present with the people that you love, but you don't have to take like take yourself outside of yourself and, and just try to do every single thing that you for them because then eventually you'll get drained. And so, yes, that's good. Yes, and then another in a podcast with Oprah, he said the reason you tired. It's because you pretending. Ooh. <laughs> you pretending. You pretending all day. You're not being authentic. Okay. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, that's we all are most be. powerful when we are authentic. You have to find your flow, study yourself, and know who you are. Know what motivates you. Know your passion. Mm. Knows what make, know what make you weep out of bed. Gets the fire lit in your eyes. What you what you add to a room, and when you're not being true to that, and true to those emotions, and true to your, those feelings, and those thoughts, then you're it's gonna be dra- Yeah, it is gonna be draining. That's good. <laughs> that is good. And that's why it's important to be, you know, to work in a environment mm-hmm. where you feel like um, when uh, Keisha Nicole, she was talking about, you know, she was in. LA they wanted her to be preppy and mm-hmm. she went to another market they wanted her to be urban you know it was mm. just like they were trying to make her be something that she was not and it's like you, it's, it's important to yeah. be in a relationship where you are able to be who you are and you don't have to hide your true self right. being in a workspace where you can be who you are be creative and be mm. um free to think and do the things that you want to do mm-hmm. you know even yeah. at home yeah. To build and create that space where you can just relax and be free. That's what mm-hmm. the main thing about model home is about is just, you know, being able to have that foundation at home. Mm. That's that's good. That's real. Because it's uh it takes too much to it just takes too much work to not be able to be yourself. You feel like you're not the truth is the answer. Whatever the truth yeah. is inside is the answer to what you to everything to be honest it's like to what you should do and mm-hmm. i think that um we all should take some time to actually create our our space and even on like a physical level like how do you want your room to look mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like 
I started burning incense because I like the way Jasmine smells. I'm like, I want to smell like Jasmine. She smells good. I know she burnt incense. I'm burning incense. I like different colored lights. So I have lights all over my room. I like my room clean now. And so yesterday I hopped into bed. My mom, this is another thing. My mom, I was at home, right? Eating. She comes home and I'm watching a show like dead in the middle of the show. She said, can I change the channel? I was really upset. I was like, I'm watching it. She's like, this is old. Like, it's old for you. I ain't never watched this. She's like, can I change the channel? I was like, you know what? I had to go inside myself. I said, this her house. It's like, yes. I got my laptop, went upstairs, turned off my lights, got my incense burning, had my lights on, my little salt thing. And I was like, oh. And then she came and checked on me. She's like, oh, I see you got your whole ambiance going on. I'm like, look, I am unbothered. But another thing with emotions is like, Things like that could trigger you. But we also have to be aware of, like, our responses. Because we can react out of anger as well um, and really go off. But also, it's like, um, when we took that, like, emotional intelligence test, how are we reacting to different things? How are you reacting to our significant other, our bosses? I I pop off real quick. And so, you know, we have to learn how to manage our emotions and not let – work on our reaction, you know? Mm. It's how – what they say is – it's about how you react to situations that matter. And so, you know, that's, I'm really starting to work off. That's on my that. most important thing to me right now is just not letting situations, people, anything disturb my peace and mm-hmm. my happiness. That's good. Mm. Like, period. Period. That's period. real. Ooh. And if it does, and if it, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Go take an emotional IQ test and understand (laughs) what you need to work on, what what you're good at, and it's going to really, like, it really makes you a better, more successful person. Like, it's studies that have shown if your emotional IQ is higher, you're going to be more successful, Mm. and you're going to make more money. So you want that money? Change, change. That's alignment <laughs> with my financial 2020 exactly. goal. Exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. Because I took that emotional intelligence test that you sent, and I got below average. I said, oh, let me go to a different quiz. Because <laughs> this ain't right. This is not right. I took two more. I did okay on the second one. And the next one, I think it was like you're good at being in like a, like a leadership. Like in the workplace, you good. But other than that, I got to work on some other things. Like... <laughs> You a good leader, like manager type shit, but you need to work on some other shit. But I'm like, okay. (laughs) I need to take it. I forgot to take it, y'all. I'm going to go take it as soon as we leave. But okay, guys, I hope this helped you guys with y'all. Navigate your emotions, you know. Let us all feel free. Let us all feel, look for our truth. And let us just be able to navigate these emotions. In a healthy way because it really does matter. Yes, be in control of your emotions, not letting your emotions control you. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. Mm. You know yeah, what? That's, that's it. That's it. Thank that. you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, y'all. Okay, <laughs> girl. So, y'all, what time is it? It's affirmation time. It's affirmation time. It's affirmation time. Y'all, this is your first time tuning in on the Soul Feeling Podcast. We always, 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 always. And our podcast with a positive affirmation. So what the heck is an affirmation? An affirmation is any statement that you are using to transform your life. Even in the Bible, it states, let the weak say, I am strong. 
So on those days you're feeling weak, you're feeling sick and tired, you're feeling like your emotions is getting the best of you, still don't affirm that over your life. Speak positive things. Speak that you're getting through this. You are overcomer. You feeling like your best self. Speak just uplifting things over your life. So I'm affirming that there are millions, billions, trillions, gazillions out there tuned in or just really whoever is divinely meant to be. So we're going to go ahead and end this thing off with our positive affirmation. Jones, who wants to go first? All right, y'all. I am healthy nutritiously, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Mm. I am in tune and in control of all of my emotions. Mm. I have amazing emotional well-being. Yes. All right, guys. You know where to find us. Soul Feeling Podcast literally everywhere. We're on Twitter. We on um, Instagram. We on Twitter. We on Facebook. (laughs) And we are also on YouTube, like, consistently (laughs) every Wednesday. Um, We're on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Subscribe to us everywhere. Leave us comments. Hop in our DMs. And, of course, we have our Patreon. So you go to patreon.com backslash soulfilling. If you like to give a little something, something, we will be very happy so we could keep this soulfilling brand going. We love you guys so much. And I have to make sure to tell y'all to also, sorry, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts so we can go up in the rankings. All right. I'm finally done with all of our news announcements. We love you guys so much. Until next Peace. time, soulmates. Bye. Bye.